Actually, the only manly thing I did was uh, beat my two sons in 21 again, like I always do. Okay. And I don't take it easy on them. I destroy them sometimes 21 nothing. Good. That sentence could have gone in a couple of different ways. I beat my I beat my sons. and then my sons and then <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep. That could have gone a lot of ways. Yep. Here we go. Well, I do seem to attract the scum of the earth. Yeah. That sounds about right. Boy, you are not ready. Pikachu! Do what you were born to do. You are a hero. Finishing this fight. All right, well, let's jump into episode 11 of Current Gen Podcast. My name's Tim. I'm here with Derek. Yo. And with Dan. Samurais are awesome. <laughs> samurais are awesome. We're going to talk about samurais and or ghost versions of samurais. Yeah. That's one of the things I'm most excited to talk about this week. The Ghosts of Tsushima reveal was amazing. Yeah. Every other company who's making a video game, take note. That is how you do a proper... Ubisoft. That's how you do a proper reveal of a video game. I understand this is well after all the teasers and everything. The game's coming out in a couple months. I get it. But boy, that was that great. That was really, really great. But we will get to that. Before we do that, um, just want to talk to you guys about stuff that we are playing. We're going to switch this up a little bit. Instead of us each taking turns uh, listing all the games we're playing, and if we're like every other gamer. A lot of times you're playing the same thing in a rotation, and then a new game might rotate in. And, and so instead of that, we're going to have kind of a shared now playing list that each week we'll add to that list. And if any of us are playing it, we'll give our thoughts on it. But we'll try to limit that. That way you don't hear us do a ton of, I'm still playing. This was all created by Tim to avoid <laughs> 10 episodes straight of Dragon Age Inquisition. <laughs> I didn't want to have to do this theme song again. Here we go. Oh, I love trash. <laughs> oh, see that went over my head and i, I love I how like tim it. does things like he doesn't think i i can't read his mind he does these subtle things because i was thinking about making some changes Brr. it's always to censor me tim it's always to censor me well actually in this case i looked at the stuff i was playing this week and thought i just talked about these this is gonna be boring and i bet you dan probably played some animal crossing and Derek probably played some he played talked about last week so maybe we trim all of those out Derek, all right? Maybe all that's right. what it was. I'm sure that's what you were thinking. You might as well just create a segment called, like, Derek, shut the hell up about whatever D uh, Dragon Age, Star Wars, whatever nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a long name for a segment, so you can do it. It, it is, yeah, but it's I like a terrible it. terrible name, and you had cur a curse word in it, so you've already triggered Tim, so. I mean, it's, uh, he's it's back on my side. You're not wearing pants, so what's worse? I mean, I'm about ready to stand up. <laughs> yeah, I'd much rather hear the word hell than have someone not wear pants. <laughs> um, all right, so let's go through this list. We've got some on here. And by the way, if there's no, if there's one on here that you really want to talk about that you or there's one that's missing, that's fine. But I just thought this would give us a slightly different format and mix things up a little bit. So the first game I wanted to talk about on the now playing list, don't know if you guys have played it yet or not, is Streets of Rage 4. 
Yeah. To be really clear, I had no intention of playing this game until maybe someday it was free and or on super duper sale. And looks like if you have Game Pass, you have access to it for quote unquote free, right? So I went ahead and downloaded it. This is actually a game, and I think I've mentioned this in past episodes, uh, probably a Fathers of the Grind, I talked about this. This is one of those few games that I actually got my wife to play with me because she grew up playing it every once in a while with some of her friends and her cousins or whatever. And so I got her to play back on the Wii Virtual Console. We played some Streets of Rage because uh, they released a couple of those games on the on the Wii. And so we played through some of those. So I fired up Streets of Rage 4. My initial take on it is this game is exactly what you want from a Streets of Rage game. Kind of that side-scrolling with a little bit of depth, beat-em-up game. It's got really cool updated graphics. Very, I really like the style of the, oh, yeah. of the new visuals. And it plays exactly like you want it to. It, it still has the punch, kick, jump, and throw kind of combos. But they feel a little sharper. It feels a little bit better. And they actually give you some really neat combos you can you can work in. It's not super complex. This is no, you know, one-on-one -on -one fighting game, but it's just good arcade fun, and I really like it. Yeah, it's um, yeah, I, I actually did buy it because um, I always try to find something that uh, Renee and I can enjoy together, and usually beat 'em ups or or you know anything like that is pretty straightforward. And um, uh, we had like the Sega collection that has I think. That's right. I think it's, it's got three all of them. three of them, yeah. Yeah, it has mm -hmm. all three of them. So, like, obviously those and, like, Golden Axe and stuff, like, we'll play pretty often. So you guys um, have defeated Mr. X. Yes, indeed. And so the Streets Rage 4 starts with, it's been 10 years since the fall of Mr. X or whatever. Yeah. We, I mean, we were waiting to find out. So yeah, sure. yeah <laughs> so <absolutely>. did I. <laughs> all these years. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but the hand-drawn um, style of this one super yeah. awesome I, the cutscenes are, are super awesome i am su i very much enjoy them yeah um vi visually they, they yeah. look really cool kind and, of gives um, me vibes of um mark of the ninja cutscenes that were sort of motion comic style you know yeah. with really cool hand-drawn animation but it's not really fully animated very cool yeah um and the music is is pretty on point i, I think i remember i think i mentioned because I, I had heard that it was the original composer of the first three so that's pretty cool that they got that person back, just kind of having cool. that there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and also it's there's actually if you go into the menus, it actually tells you some of kind of like the unique moves if you're just not aware of them. So like if you do forward, forward square, mm -hmm. like I don't think that was the thing in the original one, but it is in this one, and it actually even teaches you like, oh, that's like a, a special move. So yeah. You, know. yeah, you can still play it the way you played the old games, where you're just slamming on the punch and everyone's telling you to oh, jump, yeah. and then you remember, oh, my special is either triangle or Y or X, depending on what system you're on. Mm -hmm. And um, you can totally play that way and have fun. But this game does give you a whole lot of ways to really lay down the beat down when when it comes to some of these combos. I, I've, there was one boss I fought, and I actually used some of the combos, and that boss was way easier than yeah. just trying to dodge away and just punch, 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 and then dodge away again, so... I've had a whole, blast with it so far. The whole old-fashioned way thing of like getting them stuck in a corner and then kind of bouncing off the wall and they're just, yes. you're just juggling them in the air for like 60 hits, you know? That's, that's moving just enough up or down to where yeah. their move can't hit you. I mean, that yeah. still yeah. is a thing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but again, that's part of the charm of these games. It's kind of like going back and playing like a Tecmo Super Bowl type of a game. It's like yeah. I understand the realism is lacking here, but it sure brings back all the nostalgia feels and i think it's a fun arcade game actually the first thing i thought when i played it i was like "Ooh, it would be cool to have we talked about arcade cabinets in the last couple episodes yeah i was like this would be a fun arcade cabinet to have a game like this just a straight up beat em up 
uh, brawler, but for sure. I think Dude. they have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles like that. As as a cabinet? Mm-hmm. Turtles yeah. in Time? Nice. Yeah, the arcade one that Very I used nice. to play all the time. Yeah. Super fun. So, I did. I played one level of Streets of Rage 4. I thought it was fun. I'm not going to go back to it um, just because there's literally like 80 games I'm playing, but... Um, I thought it was fun. It was like a nice little mini trip down memory lane. I do think they have some nice little improvements, even though it really does feel the same. Um, But yeah, it's a, it's a decent game. Yeah. Not bad. Especially with Game Pass, there's no reason not to give yeah, it a shot. Yeah, I, I played it because it was free. If I would have bought it, maybe I would play it a little bit longer. But mm-hmm. yeah. free, I gave it a shot. But I would say if um, it was a good time to release it. Like, I really think this year has been not so exciting. I think the excitement's coming very, very soon, which we'll talk about in the show. But um, I think this was a good time to release something like that. I think they'll, they'll do pretty good financially. Nice. All right, let's jump to another one down the list a little bit. I want to, you to talk a little bit about Banner Saga uh, 1. I think that was you, Daniel, who added that yeah. one in. So tell us a little bit about how that game is going for you, because I have only very briefly tried out the very first of this series. Never really got into it, but always in the back of my mind, I thought, I got to give this series a real shot. So tell me about yeah. Banner Saga. Well, so I, I think you actually should give it another chance, especially because I think on the last episode you were saying you're kind of on this like Nordic – yeah. You know, Viking like kick. So um which is pretty much what it is. Um it takes place in a fictional world that's inspired by North uh Norse mythology. So that's right up your alley. And you do like RTS games, which Very is true. It's a fantasy RTS game. So is it um, a turn based or is it all real time? So it is turn based. So at, okay. at the bottom left it shows the order of which character is gonna be, you know, taking their turn next. So it's kind of um, it seems like it alternates what uh, you know your team and then the enemies. Um, so I, it so far that's what it, I, I'm not too far in it. I'm about an hour in. Okay. Um, so I'm sure other mechanics will pop up and, and different things will happen. Um, okay. But yeah, if I mean if you're into RTSs like fantasy style games, the the art is beautiful. The the actual like characters, everything is hand drawn. So mm-hmm. another hand drawn game that looks really nice. Um, not a lot of voice acting, which is a little disappointing because I, I think it would like really lend to the world hearing all sort of like the different characters with the. That's exactly know. why I checked out. Like yeah. I I don't know if I bought it at launch or like a little bit after. I don't even remember what reading, system reading, I bought reading. it. But as as I kept reading, I was like, no. And, it feels, and it's apparently got a lot of twists. And, yeah. And it's like got a great story, but it's, I mean, I don't well, care I, if I get made fun of. I hate reading. I'm not going to read. No, I mean, I think, honestly, I think we're spoiled in this day and age with, like, it, it, it does inherently sound a little lazy, but, like, with so many great games that have such excellent voice acting, it's just, mm-hmm. it's it's so fun watching these scenes in these games and then when you get to like these games where you're just reading basically everything, it's like, oh, oh okay, I kind of really miss this being acted out for me. It's more notable when there's a lot of exposition. And if I remember yeah. correctly from this one, at least at the beginning chunk of the game that I played, there was a lot of dialogue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the beginning. So it comes, it comes from Stoic uh, Studio. This was their first game. It's actually uh, three former Bioware developers. 
So yeah, this one has some like choose your response type dialogue stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. So there's okay. there's gonna be decisions throughout the game. So basically, there's there's two like main characters, and at I guess at some point in this series they're gonna meet, and it's gonna be one caravan. So it's like the whole thing is like you're this caravan that's going across from city to city, and there's various things happening, um, and there's resources that deplete. So there's a lot of decisions as far as like if your um if your caravan has a lot of people in it, it takes up more resources. So kill all the old people and children. Sure. Yeah. There you go. Absolutely. Again, Definitely. Derek continues to consistently <laughs> sound like Bill Burr at week and after week. And eighty percent of you need to die. And the gays. And kill the gays. Oh, okay. Well, now you just sound like Derek. <laughs> no, everyone in the cruise ships need to go. All right. Yeah, the cruise ships. That's right. The cruise ships. <laughs> But um yeah no it seems very cool. I, You're playing this on PlayStation. Yeah um okay. it was on sale. I don't know if it still is, but it, the whole trilogy was on sale for twenty bucks. So I I just jumped on it. So this is one that and I know I say this a lot and I know I'm the Nintendo guy of this show. So whatever, judge me if you want to. But this is the type of game that I feel like if I can get a good deal because they're all three on the Switch. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, yeah, okay. seems like a good Switch game. I, yeah, I really I, like my RPGs and strategy games on the Switch these days if I can. Yeah. No, I actually, it's weird because I don't play my Switch that much. In fact, if you have me as a friend on the Switch, all you're going to see me playing, even though it's not me, is, uh, what's a dumb game? Fortnite and Animal Crossing. So two dumb games. So your kiddos and are playing it. It's basically. always my kids, but the reason I, I bring this up is Every time I see a game like, and we're gonna talk about it too, like like Banner Saga or Bot Battle Chasers Night War, I mm -hmm. immediately think I should get this on the Switch. Yeah, like, the, yeah, it's the right system for those games. I like think. I started playing uh, Battle Chasers on Xbox because it's part of like their Game Pass rewards uh, program. Like you can earn rewards points, which gives you money. Um, so anyway, so I started there, and I have it on PC. I bought it at launch. Tim probably doesn't even remember. I bought it at launch, like, back on our old show, so a couple of years ago. I barely touched it. And then I was playing it for the points, and I, like, really got into it. And my first instinct was, I'd like this on my Switch Lite. So I went mm -hmm. and looked it up. Like, oh, I could get it for 13 bucks, but I'm going to hold off. But my point is, is, I for some reason, those type of games, I immediately think Switch, Switch, yeah. Switch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, they're each they're 25 bucks each on the Switch right now. Oh, so okay. I'm going to I'm going to wait until a, cause I know they ha I know I've seen them on sale before. Yeah. yeah. No, um, it definitely lends well. It's, it's specific. It's specifically the games that are like this, whether they're RPGs or RPG RTSs where you can take turns. It's not real time. So you yeah. can kind of just sit there like if someone suddenly distracts you, you got to go do something with one of your kids or whatever. Yep. You can just yep. leave it there and you don't have to worry about, you know, your entire party being destroyed. So. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's shift over to talk about Battle Chasers Night War. This is one I played just a little bit, and this was several weeks ago. All I remember is that I really liked the art style. Really, really cool. Um, kind of a cool premise-ish. I don't know if it actually plays out to be cool, but I liked the premise of it. And the battle system was fun. But I didn't get super far into it, but it's, yeah. it's one that I still have installed. It's not like I gave up on it. I just got distracted. I think Final Fantasy VII actually distracted me. So, But Derek, what do you think about this one? I actually think it's really good. Um, it's it, You can get it real cheap, too, or it's on Game Pass if you have an Xbox. But it, it looks pretty good. It's basically um, it's your, your 2D like RPG, turn-based RPG, I should say, 
Um, the battle system seems to have like a uh, like almost like an overdrive s system where if you if you choose like a special move, you then not overdrive overcharge. Yep. So you start building up more and more as you as you uh, use just even basic moves. But there's a lot of strategy early on. You're literally just selecting the the main like uh, your normal attack, and you can kill every enemy. But I've gotten deep enough in where I'm starting to face either multiple enemies or some enemies that are a little bit more trickier. Um, so you can see that it's going to build on the strategy uh, element where you can't just go in and just pick one thing. And I notice it early on, like I have three characters right now, which isn't a lot. You get the third one like early on. You start with two and you get a third one early on. But um, but they all have like a ton of uh, special moves. Not a ton, but like you start with like three or four per character. So that's mm -hmm. a good amount for three characters. And then on top of that, there's a lot of uh, upgradable um, there's the armor Well, your character upgrades, you can, you can upgrade armor. Um, it's your typical RPG, your weapons, yep. all that learn stuff. new skills, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then the overworld is like this, like almost like, um, I was going to say like final fantasy seven, but it's not really like that. It's more like actually a Mario game because you have like these paths and then you have like little dots that let you know it's like a location or something you can check out and you can only walk on those paths. You can't okay. walk freely like final fantasy 7 but it's set up like the viewpoint is like like a, a, a the mario games when you're not in a level yet yep. um mm. but yeah overall i think it's a, a fun game is it something i'm going to play forever no because the other games i added on the list i would prefer to play but i did enjoy my time with it it was it sometimes when i do these rewards i boot up a game and i start playing it i'm like god this is annoying <laughs> this game wasn't that way i was like okay well at first i was like how long is it going to take me to get fifteen thousand experience because i noticed when you do a battle like the first enemy you beat you get like 23 experience per character so if you know how to do quick math that's 46 experience and they wanted you to get fifteen thousand. i'm like oh my god am i gonna have to play <laughs> this game for like 10 hours just to level um, up once yeah yeah. But I don't know how they do the experience because I definitely did not get 15,000 in battle. So I don't know if there's other things you're doing behind the scenes that they're just going, okay, you got the experience. Quests, you guys. Maybe the quests, mm. sir. I don't even think I've really completed a quest. Like hmm. I've just been going from one area to the next and battling. I haven't like completed a story mission or anything, but Interesting. maybe I was and just wasn't paying attention. But yeah, overall good game it is super cheap actually for a physical copy at gamestop both playstation and xbox are 10 bucks again digitally xbox is free on game pass and then switch is 13 dollars. so if you're like me and tim where these type of games where it's like a turn-based not a open world action game or anything like that i think the switch is the perfect spot for it if you like mm -hmm. to watch tv and play video games nice well let's talk about one derek that you do really want to play that could take precedence over this one and that's something like the outer worlds yeah so this is my game so if you've noticed the last couple of weeks that i've been on the show and been talking about like what i've been playing i struggled through final fantasy 7 and then after final fantasy 7 there just wasn't anything that was hooking um, final fantasy 13 was cool for a couple hours the main problem with that is it's 
I'm playing it on Xbox and I really don't have access, access to my Xbox because I mentioned the other two kids are always on the Switch. Well, Eli is always on Xbox and I get yelled at every time I log in to play Rocket League. Dad, you <laughs> logged me out. So I don't get to play uh, a lot of Xbox nowadays. So I'm mainly, <laughs> shut your mouth. Now, <laughs> now I, I mainly play on my PC or PS4. So anyways, um, I've been jumping from game to game. We'll keep it short. I won't tell you about everything, but trust me when I'm saying I'm experiencing some, some cool stuff. Like I just bought Control um, for $20. I was hoping to get it nice. for 30. So to get it for 20 made me super excited. This is one of the games that has ray tracing uh, and it's done really well. And holy crap. Cause I remember I played through the entire game on Xbox one X, which mm -hmm. I think was like 1800 P maybe a little bit lower. It looked good. It was, yeah. it was a good looking game. It's yeah. by far not ugly. I'm now playing it 1440 P ultra settings with ray tracing activated. Amazing. But that's all I'll say about that. Cause I doubt I'm going to, Play the game through or anything but outer worlds i actually just booted it up same thing with like control i was like oh just let me check out outer worlds on my new monitor how does it run can i get it over 100 frames per second that type of thing so uh i started that game now keep in mind when i played this originally because i've already beat the game i killed everybody at all times i was gonna ask <laughs> you if you're playing it differently because i remember how you played it that's the goal so i'm four that's hours in Four hours in, and I'm not killing anybody. And Did you I, actually get the companion that you missed last time? Yes, I got him. He's on my ship priest, now. dude? Yeah. yeah. So here's the crazy thing. Like, it's even though I know what these characters are now, I've always said that I like my second playthrough genuinely usually better because I already know what's happening. I know the characters, and then I can adjust how I'm going to play the game because I already know everything. So I basically like to be God. Um, which makes sense for my narcissistic personality. Yeah, that sounds so, all right. So I'm playing the outer world. I already know these characters. I know their personalities. I'm talking about the beginning of the game. And I still, at one point, I killed, I saved the game, and then I killed the main dude in that first city. What's his name? I forgot his name. You know the guy with, like, the top hat who talks to you? Kind yeah, of like, I forget his name, too. He runs the whole city, and yep. he's like, okay. He's like burying it in the ground. Well, anyways, I shot him in the face. I was like, I wasn't <laughs> going to kill you, but I hate you. But I, I purposely saved before I did it because I was like, I want to make sure I can go back if I'm going to regret this. And then I immediately regretted it because I was like, you did it the last time. See, the last time I played, I killed him. Mm -hmm. Then I went and talked to the lady he wants you to talk to. And she pissed me off when I found out that she's using humans for something stupid. So I killed her, and then I killed the the companion that I got this time. So I just killed everybody in that that area. This time I'm four hours in. I'm doing all the side quests, whereas before I didn't do those either. So I'm not going to say it's like a completely different game, but it's pretty close for me. My experience yeah. is completely different. I'm experiencing different storylines that I never saw, never even yeah, talked Some of their either. side stuff is pretty good. Yeah, so I did. I actually did the the first the the companion that I killed last time. I actually did his little side quest. That was yep. funny. Like when yep. you give him the book, I'm not gonna spoil it, but his reaction and he was like, "You gotta be shitting me!" Yeah, <laughs> like this. 
So yeah. uh, overall, great experience. Uh, as far as for those who care about PC tech stuff like I do, I'm running this game at Ultra on my 1440p with HDR, everything, 100 frames per second. Like, this is crazy nuts. I well, it's already got a really cool art style and tons of color. That game's art style is great. It's very vibrant, and I really yep. like that. I'm a big, I'm big on, I'm not a, I'm not really into the dark, like, settings and dark look. I like this, that it's mainly most of the areas you explore are very vibrant. Even if it's kind of dark, there's a lot of, like, neon colors somewhere. We know um, Bloodborne fans judge you right now for saying that. I love Bloodborne, but... Like when I'm trying to enjoy games like this, I, I prefer a Colors. more vibrant look. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, Outer Worlds is legit. I as I was playing it, I was just like, you know what? This game is uh way better. I enjoyed it and I think I ranked it really I think I put it number three last year in my game of the year. I wouldn't be surprised if I looked at my list after I finished this playthrough, because I think I'm going to. I'm hooked. Uh I think it'll probably move up. Yeah, it was one of the best games last year for sure, and our game of the year debates reflected that. It won for us as our number one, as our in our combined list, which was cool. Um, one I want to mention real quick, although I might talk about it again in a future episode because I am going to keep playing it and I'm not very far into it. But I there's a big Bando Namkai wait Bandai Namco <laughs> uh, <laughs> sale on I think it's on every platform, but definitely on the yeah. Switch. There's a whole bunch of really good games on sale. So I bought Nino Kuni Wrath of the White Witch on nice. the switch it's the down better there Nino Kuni. that's what i've heard and For sure. everything everything i've seen about it of course looks amazingly charming and beautiful and studio ghibli even did a bunch of the most of the animations and all that kind of stuff very very cool and so i downloaded it and i am oh i played it for like 45 minutes or an hour or so last night that's all i had time to play last night but it's visually incredible holds up great on the switch as far as i can tell i'm sure that the remaster looks better of course on like ps4 pro or whatever but the art style i mean maybe it's a little cleaner but i honestly think it's one of those games you can literally play it anywhere it's not gonna it looks so nice yeah it looks really really nice uh and you mentioned voice acting earlier i'm so glad this game has voice acting it it really feels like i'm participating in a miyazaki film basically it's just really really cool so not very far into it haven't really done much in terms of battling or anything like that i know a lot is on the way but so far, so good. I'll keep you guys updated what I think about it. I'm sure I'm going to love it. Yeah, so. I need to replay that also. That's a really good game. I bought it on the Switch, too. All right, we're going to move on from stuff we're playing right now. For right now, we'll circle back to some other games next week. And Derek, I'm putting you on the spot here because I didn't actually find out if you've got this ready. <laughs> Are you ready for what we're going to call the Teague Temptation? Oh, temptation. And this is where Derek has created some sort of game or quiz or something. I actually don't know exactly what it is. Oh, it's, for, just, it's just random gaming questions. For me I and Dan. And uh, I, I think the Teague Temptation is what we're going to call it. When you do the games, if Dan does it, it's current gen Battle Square. And if I do it, I don't know yet. We'll, well see. Well, do you want me to stand up so you can see me in my underwear while I read Well, if you're going to do that, we, ca- we can't see. I mean, we, all we can see is like the... You know, the top like we can't where this is tempted. a temptation okay temptation, but we don't want to see <laughs> <laughs> yeah there you go sure about this. okay all right let's go let's do this uh question number one dramatic pause while i get some water mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're gonna start off with uh tim's favorite favorite franchise <clears throat> it's not dragon age which oh. mortal Kombat game that is not the first one so 
So which Mortal Kombat game that is not the first one had only one fatality per character? The options are Mortal Kombat 3, Mortal Kombat 9, the reboot, Mortal Kombat Deception, or Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance. Oh, four. Okay. Does fatality cover all the other alities like babality and all that? Yeah, I'm just okay. saying one murder move per okay. character. Like one finishing move, whether or not it was fatality. Okay. Um, uh, since Dan might know it a little better than I do, I'm going to go with nine, the reboot. I'm going to say that one. Okay. Um, what were the... So there was Mortal Kombat 3, Mortal Kombat 9. What were the other two? Deception uh, and what? Deadly Alliance. De- Deception and Deadly Alliance. I'll say Deadly Alliance. Correct. Daniel yes. Freitas. Yes. So keep track of your score because I don't care. Yep. One to nothing. <laughs> All right. Like, number two. Which Mass Effect game introduced multiplayer to the franchise? Obvious answers. Mass Effect, Mass Effect 2, Mass Effect 3, or Mass Effect Andromeda? Tim? Mm. Right, you got to go first. Oh, okay. Uh, Mass Effect 3. Yeah, Mass Effect 3. All right, you're both correct. That was an easy one. In the Outer Worlds, how many companions are there? So how Mm. many total companions can you grab and put on your team? Okay. The options are seven, four, six, five. Uh, I'll go first this time. I'll say seven. Okay. Six. I'm trying to remember the screen where you select them. Yeah. Six is correct. Oh, crap. Yeah. Number, number four. <laughs> what year was Bloodborne released? 2014, 2015. Yeah, it's 2015. Correct. Yeah. Which character in The Witcher 3 can Geralt romance first if he chooses to? Karametz, Yennefer, Triss, or Yuta on Demand? It's uh, Kira. I will say Kira as well. You are correct. In Resident Evil 7, what is the name of the crazy family that haunts you? Uh, the Anderson family, Blake family, Baker family, or Samosuke family. <laughs> okay. it's, the, it's the Baker family. Yeah, the Baker family. Correct. How many teraflops are in the PS5? <laughs> Not enough. <laughs> Dan, 11, you go first. <laughs> 11.11, 12.16, 10.28, 10.5. Wow. Uh, what were the last two? 10.28, 10.50, or 10 and a half. 10.28. Yeah, 10.28. Correct. Excellent. What is the level cap in Horizon Zero Dawn? 30, 40, 50, 100. Um, I believe... I'm trying to remember if they expanded it with the expansion or not. Um, Are we including the expansion? Or? I'm going to say 40. I'll say 50. 50. Ah, oh, crap. Yeah. 
And as the it was a bonus question, but Dan already a, won. Yeah, it was a blowout. What's yeah. the name of the lead singer of the greatest band of all time? Creed. Scott Stapp, <laughs> baby. Scott Stapp, Scott Weiland, Scooter Penn, or Mark Tremonti? Can I, can I give the answer, Tim? <laughs> yeah, the answer ahead. is douchebag. <laughs> See, Daniel Freitas is actually wrong. So Tim wins <laughs> because I didn't explain. That was a bonus question worth 10 points. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Hey, real quick before we move on from the game, it's funny you mentioned the Scott Stapp. Did I, did I already say this on the show that I actually, I was trying to find one of those videos that, in which he looks and actually is ridiculous. It's the one where he is singing the Marlins theme song for their baseball yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious because he took a song he had written apparently for his son about how you will soar, but then he turned it into Marlins, you will soar. It's embarrassing. It's cringy, and I was trying to find it. Uh, so I looked on you. It's not, it's actually really hard to find. It's not on YouTube. It's like on their official he's MLB. Probably website. like sued everybody who's like posted it because it's so funny. But anyway, instead I stumbled across uh, the Woodstock '99 performance that they did. Oh yeah, yeah. And I was like, ooh, let me see this. I bet you this is embarrassing. I'm God's honest truth. This is someone who I used to be a Creed fan, and I can't listen to them now because I just don't like their music anymore. Like I. They give me nostalgic feelings, I guess, because I listen to them a lot as a teenager, but they are not on a playlist of mine. So just to be really clear, no longer currently a major Creed fan. I was super impressed with how good they were live when it comes to their music. They're like, really good live. I've dude, they were amazing. Live. Scott Stapp is a douchebag and a moron <laughs> and an idiot, okay? But he sang for like an hour and 10 minutes and belted it out and killed it. He did so great they were like really good when they weren't they were popular but they weren't what they became yep that's when they were really good when they became like five times platinum or whatever they were 10 times platinum that's when scott like lost himself yeah i think this was after their album number two must have just dropped maybe or it was perhaps right before that because they they played a song that they called their new song called faceless man which i think is one of their best songs actually um great words and actually a really good if you didn't know it was creed you might be like yeah it's a pretty decent 90s early 2000s rock song who cares like it's fine all that to say i was pleasantly surprised when i was going with the full purpose of making fun and sharing the video like yeah look at this idiot and instead i found myself like an hour later going whoa i just watched that whole thing that was really good it's kind of similar to nickelback because when you think of like their first album you're like oh that kind of was like fine for Mm -hmm. at the time you're like that nickel nobody was making fun of nickelback when i first heard it i thought they were they were pretty good yeah yeah, but like now it's it's the same it's just people make fun of that's because they keep writing the same songs over and over that's their problem well and i think the biggest problem with creed is like their first album was like dark and very like alternative rock like pearl jam style whatever their second album which is still good but it 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 started getting like they started going gay rock they they tried to turn everything into a rock ballad and it was like that's when they went like with arms wide open like that was the second album (laughs) yeah i like that song but i also always hated it it isn't like oh i hate it now like i'll be honest with you i'm kind of how tim is i look back and i don't get embarrassed by a lot of things but i'm embarrassed that i remember (laughs) picture a 300 and something pound chubby fat boy with no like facial hair or body hair at all Uh uh in his like 20s 
like early 20s. Singing at the top of his lungs. Wearing a Creed hat. Oh, with Jesus. Like this flannel sh- button shirt that he couldn't button because he was too fat. And then he had this nice black shirt with Creed on it. So I had Creed, <laughs> Creed, jeans with flip-flops. Uh, that yeah, was oh, me. my God. Stop it. Just stop. Do you Can have a picture I, of this? I, I approve of everything you just described. I'm <laughs> super on board. Do you have a picture of this? I'm super. I angry. hope not. Like back then, I wasn't like Mr. Selfie. Like, oh, hey, I'm really fat. <laughs> Listen, if you just stumble across it, though, please just. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's it's funny because I I do think that in this day and age of technology and with YouTube and Spotify and the way we we have access to music, there are artists out there who are just incredible that I th- I value way more highly than I ever would have someone like Creed. All that to say. It's nice when you're pleasantly surprised that someone you had assumed always sucked and you were just wrong. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I like them for a reason. They weren't they weren't bad. It was just oh, they go. became really bad. So anyway. All right. Moving on from music. Not that you guys wanted our hot takes on music. Anyways, uh, Dan, you picked the band for next week. Um, <laughs> uh, let's jump into some headlines. Uh, got, there's actually some headlines this week. It's it's yeah. nice to see some news picking Fine. up a little bit. Uh I think each company has at least a little something. Uh, Xbox is the quieter one this week because last week it was right after their big uh, presentation, their 2020 presentation. And by the way, to be really clear, we were a little harsh on them last week. I think for good reason. We want Xbox to succeed, so I think we're passionate about wishing they would do it in the right way. But they have been pretty clear that July is the month. They they were that they, they were saying that before their presentation. Ubisoft tried to clarify right before the night before the presentation. This is going to be in-game footage, not gameplay. All that to say, our criticisms stand. I'm looking forward to more from Xbox down the road. If anything, can I just say this before you move forward, and I won't take forever, but I think what we just saw yesterday from Sony, even though it's not a PS5 thing, actually makes everything I said about Microsoft last week even more valid. Like, I'm the Xbox guy on this show, and I let my frustrations out because they're real authentic frustrations. It's not for, like to get people to listen to us because I doubt they would listen to us more with me whining. But like what we're going to talk about with Sony in a minute, that is the reason why I'm frustrated because I'm like, Microsoft has the potential to do that and they're not doing it. And they still might. They have an opportunity to. So maybe they will. July, they have an opportunity. So maybe July they announce stuff and maybe August or September they do one of those deep dives with one of their really cool... I hope they do because they left a bad taste in my mouth personally. Same. Same. All right, let's get a couple of general headlines out of the way that I thought were kind of interesting. This one's pretty cool. Uh, Ubisoft, and this is in response to all the distance learning and teaching from home and homeschooling that all parents and teachers all have to do right now. They're making, on PC right now, it's completely free from now through May 21st. You can go and download um, the Discovery Tour version of AC Odyssey and AC Origins. So this is just kind of the um, storyline and and combat free. I think storyline free. But the idea is you can you can explore the world that they have very vividly and I think in some cases pretty accurately recreated, and you can explore it, learn about it. The whole idea is, hey, we actually want teachers and students who are doing any kind of social studies or history or geography, whatever, to to use this if they want to, because you can learn a lot. So that's pretty cool. Question on that: Are they saying it's free as far as? You can download it for free yes. on, up until May 21st, or you only have access to it until May 21st. How I read it was you have till May 21st to download it. 
and okay. then then it's yours. And then you keep it. Okay. Just the discovery tour version of the game. Gotcha. So it's not gotcha. like you have the entire game. I don't think so. But go check it out. You have for freaking ten dollars. So. Exactly. Right. But that's kind of cool, especially if like maybe someone's not a gamer or if they're too young for yeah. you know all the violence and stuff. Um, there's an official teaser out now. So this is not a rumor. At first it was a rumor, but now it's official that the Mafia trilogy is coming to PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Of course, we talked about Mafia 3. Oh, I want to say that was a 2016 game, I think. Um, Pretty pretty solid game, really fun uh, setting and and really cool story and all that stuff. Um, I played the old original Mafia game back when I had a PC. Um, I don't think I ever played Mafia 2, although I heard good things about it. So this is kind of cool that these are coming out. We don't know when, but on May 19th, we're going to get a lot more details, they said. So. I imagine it'll be pretty soon. I doubt yep. that this is an announcement that they'll be like sometime in 2021. Yeah, and I don't know if these were real screenshots or not, but I did spy a few screenshots of yeah. what one and two look like, and they look great. Like it the... looks like almost more of like almost not full remake remake, but like yeah, because the old Mafia game was like in the year 2000. I want to say they're really ugly. Yeah. Um, so these look, on PC. these look nice, and I like a good Godfather game and Godfather story. So the first two Mafia games are very much in that kind of Al Capone era, and then of course Mafia Three was more in that what was it like sixties or something 70s like that? Seventies maybe. Yeah. So anyway, that's pretty cool. That's nice that they're releasing those. Uh, I think that's two K, right? I think two K. Yeah, and I gotta say this: one of my my I loved Mafia Three. One of the, my biggest gripes was I thought it was overall ugly. So even though out of the three games we're releasing, the one that you should be least excited for is Mafia 3, because they're yeah. like, oh, well, let me... Yeah, but like, what if they fix all the lighting issues and if stuff? If they fix all the lighting and yep. actually make the game look how it should look, mm-hmm. it could be pretty impressive. It could be really cool. Um, Ubisoft uh, announced something called Ubisoft Forward, if I got that name correct, and that's basically their E3-style showcase that they're going to be airing in July. So July is going to be our new Christmas, apparently. We're going to have Ghost of Tsushima. We're going to have Xbox revealing all their first-party games. Ubisoft is doing a big showcase, and we'll talk about this in a little bit. Nintendo has a major first-party game coming out in July. So July is going to be a pretty crazy month, which is awesome. We don't usually get a big summertime month like this, at least not a combination of news and major game releases. Yeah, yeah. Um, lastly, in general uh, news, the Respawn boss did confirm they currently have no development right now happening for a Titanfall game. And I remember okay. last year there was talk about Sorry. some kind of Titanfall experience well, they were working on, but he confirmed there's nothing Titanfall happening right now. They're pretty much, if I, if I can make an assumption here, they're all in on Apex Legends and Star Wars. Star Wars. Those are their two things that I, they probably have all their devs focused no, on. No, they're so. creating a Fall of the Titans game. <laughs> probably or they're gonna finally sure. make the dragon age star wars game we all deserve <laughs> see tim you finally understand <laughs> actually i really don't want them to make it because apparently they cannot make it uh derek the only xbox news i'm aware of but correct me if i'm wrong but the only xbox news i'm aware of that i thought was interesting was that they added one of the best final fantasies to game pass and that's final fantasy 9 is now on game pass which is really awesome yeah, I um, think they've uh, they've been pretty quiet this week, except for uh, I've noticed uh, Phil Spencer came out and it wasn't like not a jab or anything. It was almost like he was taking the opportunity to compliment Unreal Engine Five. So I saw this. He's, yeah. So he's complimenting Epic, but I'm gonna tell you, this is for Jose Jimenez as a business standpoint. 
what he really was doing was reminding all the gamers, hey guys, uh, Unreal Engine 5, yeah, it works on the Xbox One X, or Series X as well. So everything you're seeing there, it's not PS5 exclusive. It's going to be on ours. Well, I mean, obviously. Yeah. It's just an engine. Uh, you say obviously, go in the cesspool of Pony <laughs> and well, there's a lot of dumbass. That's not Pony anything. Well, SSD, SS, our SSD <laughs> will make, okay. Listen, Let's be clear, just... though, the cesspool exists Yeah, everywhere. everywhere. Literally everywhere. Not outside of gaming, just anything. <laughs> Cesspools everywhere. Very true. Yeah, oh, we didn't mention this. There was a, uh, a tech demo released of Unreal Engine 5. I don't think it was all that interesting. It looks really pretty, but it's a tech demo, so I don't put much weight in it. That's cool. I'm glad that it's out there, but go watch uh, it if that interests you. A lot you. of people are putting a lot of weight in it, and I'm, I'm not saying not to. I, I got... Uh, berated for saying hey guys it's a tech demo it's really cool i actually even used the word it's very nice yet i still was yelled at by multiple people <laughs> because i do not understand what this is but uh because it's the ssd on the ps5 oh but uh the but do you, i still remember when the wii u tech demo aired and I, like ever since then i'm like i don't take Zelda any tech one? demo no, it was like some bird flying around oh, a gazebo sure. in a pond because or people whatever don't understand like I'm not saying that PlayStation 5 or even Series X at 1.0 not hit that. It, it could. But you got to understand, the guys that created this demo, they worked for Unreal Engine. I know. Yeah, exactly. They know how to create a small – by the way, it's not an open-world game. They're creating a small, linear, cool-looking, amazing-looking demo yeah. that lasted, what, five minutes and most of it was them stopping rewinding fast forwarding stopping rewinding yep. fast forwarding so it's probably like a less than two minute demo to say get hyped and yeah the developers who it, built it are going to be able to get the most out of it it's just like nintendo right they build these systems that are generally underpowered but they get crazy amounts of performance out of their games better I would same say thing here yeah most PlayStation games that look the best are first party. Yep, you well, got yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, look at Last of Us, how it looked on the at the end of PS3. Yep. It was PlayStation 3, and that's how it looked. Like it, it pushed was, the limits of the PS3 in ways that were like, oh, what's the difference with PS4? It's almost, this, yeah, I'm with you. They, I mean, they that can... being said, I do think, like, the PS5 is going to have a, the advantage with the SSD, but I, I think you're, all the games are going to run very similar. And there's also a disadvantage about the SSD, which I actually posted in our group, and that is, a lot of people don't know this, the The advantage that PlayStation has with that SSD is it makes it everything quicker, right? So they can funnel the information from, they're connected, the SSD uh, storage drive to the GPU. That's great. Here's the bad news. How are you going to put more than like two games on that thing? Go on, tell me. Because if you go buy a hard drive, like an external hard drive, it doesn't work because it's not fast enough to stay up with the SSD. That means you've got to spend a ton of money on upgrading your SSD. This is a real issue. I'm not saying Sony doesn't have something already worked out. I'm just saying when I read that article, I was like, oh, my God, this is serious stuff. Like, You're not going to just want to download two games and then delete them. Or um, I'm exaggerating. We'll say five to ten and then delete them every single time you have to change out a game. That is really annoying. So they need to have some type of solution to where you can buy something at a reasonable price. An SSD is not a reasonably priced 
uh, hard drive or maybe software. it'll be more of those uh, those specialized Vita cards that they made. Remember those memory cards that were only <laughs> for the Vita? Uh, yeah, for right. Yeah, those memory. were those were super cost effective. And cheap. Those were amazing. You know, I think they'll have a solution for this. Whether it's something that's a combo of cloud-based that quickly delivers it, maybe it's one of those things where as you have to as you're re-downloading a game that. You know, maybe you only have a certain number of games that you can have actively downloaded, but maybe they, you know, have some uh, starting points. Like on certain games, once you download 33%, you can actually start the game. And so I don't know. I don't know how that's all going to work, but it'll be interesting no. to see what but it delivers. is. Uh, it's definitely worth asking the question because especially not, with internet providers today are limiting your total data usage. Yeah. So no one is going to want to pay extra money to go and re-download games all the time. So yeah, I hope they come up with something creative there um all right so we'll come back to Sony. we're gonna close out with our thoughts on the ghost of tsushima uh yeah, demo i thought that was really awesome i watched that whole 18 minute thing i actually watched it twice once i was a little distracted and kind of saw most of it and then i rewatched it again last night uh ironically on my xbox one x through youtube <gasps> on my 4k tv just because it looked so nice looked so so nice all right um, Nintendo did have a couple pieces of news. I thought this was kind of interesting. If you ever played Myst back in the day, they actually did a Masterpiece Edition on the PC, and that's coming to Switch, which adds um, this bonus Rhyme Age and an extended ending. So basically you can play the classic Myst game, but it upgrades all the environments, graphics, day-night cycles, a new flashlight mechanic, um, new score, and then a free roam option. Basically, all these bells and whistles they added to the Masterpiece Edition on yeah. PC. It's coming to Switch, and it'll be here on May 21st. So that's pretty cool. And it's going to be on sale, I think, up through the end of this month. Nice. So if you're a Myst fan, you can grab that on Switch if you want. All right, more importantly, I think, is Nintendo dropped a pretty surprise trailer for a major game coming out in July. And that's Paper Mario, The Origami King. I understand Paper Mario is not a series for everybody, but I found this trailer to be really unique. The visuals look really uh, interesting. I think it looks like a great Paper Mario game. It's never been my favorite series, but I, I do like a lot of what they do. My favorite one, um, I know a lot of people probably don't like this one as much, was actually the Wii one, where you could turn the world sideways mm. or turn it um, kind of in 3D mode. It's hard to really describe. I really liked that one. I thought that one was really creative and really cool. Yeah. Um, so anyway, this one looks creative, interesting, fun, and it's just nice to have a mainline Nintendo game coming out this summer. So there you go. Yeah, that comes looks out. charming. Looks cute. Um, I don't know if you saw, Tim, uh, on the PlayStation blog, there's going to be a collaboration. They're doing a uh, combination of Heavy Rain and Paper Mario. It's called uh, Heavy Paper Mario Rain. So. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. that's going to be pretty pretty cool. So. It's going to be a really dark, dark Mario story. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, it's going to be... Very inappropriate for children. A lot of murder. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that comes out July 17th. The same day. It's going to be kind of like uh, when Doom Eternal and Animal Crossing came out on the same day. You've got two very different audiences with major game releases. And I think both did pretty well. So we'll see if this does the same thing. Because Paper Mario Origami King comes out on the same day as The Ghost of Tsushima. Which we got a great <laughs> in-depth look at. Uh, this past week if you haven't watched it take the time to go watch it because it's not just a trailer it was 18 minutes of them playing the game and Finally. developers actually explaining to you here's some exploration stuff you got to see some of it looks exactly what you expect you know the menu system that probably tabs across with the l1 and r1 if i had to guess and you've got your map and you can set a waypoint and you can call your horse with your d-pad listen that's fine with me because they have so many other things they've done that are 
new and innovative. So, yeah. um, Dan, why don't you talk to us a little bit about what you thought of this 18-minute demo where they talked about exploration, hey, before combat. We, before we jump into this, I'm sorry I'm interrupting, but I thought this was okay. a huge, huge thing. Is anybody excited about Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2? <laughs> yeah, actually, that that's super cool that they're actually no. doing that. I think it's Tim cool. Nestor. How can you I mean, not look at you? You, you look, look like, like you're going to skateboard right now. You look like freaking Tony Hawk right now. <laughs> And for those of you listening, it's just because I'm wearing a hat. They're telling me I need to go drop my next beat and he go skateboard. He looks like a gnarly dude. He looks like I'm a gnarly dude. I'm doing a drive-by. Awesome. <laughs> oh my He's gosh. still doing a drive-by. <laughs> All right, so Tony Hawk 1 and 2. Yes, that's coming out this summer too, right? Isn't it the summer? September. Oh, September, okay. But like Tony Hawk 2 was like, that was the one, right? So yeah. like. That was universally loved, right? Yeah, Dude, so. I have to say, when I watched the trailer and they showed, like, one of the places that I skated in, like, a billion times, I, like, I got hyped. I was like, oh, my God, I miss this game so much. Am I going <laughs> to play it a lot? No, I'll probably buy it and be like, okay, I forgot <laughs> how right. dated I was never into the series, but I know it has a lot of love. So, yeah, oh, it is man. exciting. I, I put so many hours into the Tony Hawk games. All yeah. of them. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Anyways, I just wanted to mention. I mean, it's kind of important. It's a really yeah, good for some you know, for some people. It was no, a you're right. segue because Tony Hawk is also in Ghost of Tsushima. So yeah, that's so, true. Yeah, he's, he's skate. He's, you have an option of horse or skateboard as you're traveling yeah, yeah. around. Absolutely. <laughs> totally. Yes. Grind. Grind your way. <laughs> so um, this uh, this trailer up. opened up with. Uh, Almost what looked like a cutscene, but then you could tell that someone was rotating the camera as they're yeah. standing on the precipice and overlooking this whole landscape. And so, tell me what you thought, Freitas, of uh, of what they showed. Yeah, the lighting's insane, man. Um, mm-hmm. and like as as the trailer goes on, you're getting different times of the day. So like, I don't know what time of the day. I don't know if that's like right as the sun is rising, but like, the the lighting was just so unique, and it was like white and like, and then the shadows were like just very. I don't know. They just stuck out to me quite a lot. It reminded me of uh, The Witcher 3. Um, yeah. When you're riding your horse through and certain angles and the sun hits. Yeah, that's what yeah, it reminded me of. It's not even like a yellowish tint. It's it's almost like a just like white tint to it. And it yeah, just almost blinding. Like, it's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like just it just goes. The game just in the background, it's almost like it's like water, like a water painting. It just looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um and finally, just like people for years have been asking for an Assassin's Creed, a samurai game or ninja yeah. game, and Sucker Punch is like, all right, well, we'll take care of this. We'll Maybe do stuff. it. Yeah. You you sit down. We'll take care of this. Um, <laughs> what do you think already... of the exploration stuff they showed? So like horse riding yeah. and and using the wind and uh, yeah, yeah, I the guess guiding winds, right? Yeah, the guiding winds. Those were kind of cool. So there's not really like a, a, a at least not an obvious like yeah. here's your waypoint counting right. down the the meters it's more of you activate this guiding wind and it'll kind of turn you in the right direction and tell you how far to go well that's what's kind of for me personally with some of these open world games like it does feel like i'm clicking on this point and then i'm just kind of going there and i hold forward yeah i hold forward and and the the amount of distance is that number is shrinking so like right. it I think these developers are trying to find unique different ways to kind of get you from point A to point B and not really thinking of the number of, you know, the distance decreasing, just more the journey of getting there, which is kind of what they're saying in the trailer, like trying to be creative and and find different things along the way and maybe get distracted by something, a fox that leads you somewhere. Can we Um, talk about the fox for a second? Not only 
you find these fox dens and they lead you, lead you to these secret shrines, which it looks like maybe they unlock um, charm slots and stuff like that. Um, but also you get to pet the foxes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Game, Game of, the of the year. Game, Game of the year. year. <laughs> Done. What does the fox say? Game of the year. That's what he says. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, it's it, it looks amazing. It's a, I mean, again, the 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 setting is is fantastic. It's a samurai game, but yeah. also, which then I can segue into sort of the gameplay approach that they're doing here. So, Sucker Punch is known for the Infamous series. Uh, a big thing with the Infamous series was essentially playing as a good superhero or a bad superhero. So you'd have different abilities. The story would play out differently. There would be different things that happens. It seems like right. what they're doing here is you're either this sort of noble, noble samurai or this sneaky, maybe not nice ninja dude who's goes. sneaking around in the shadows and just like does not care about anyone or anything. Yeah, so tell me about that a little bit. That was interesting when they explained the noble versus the dishonorable approaches. Yeah, yeah it's, it's different play styles. So samurai is, you know, you have a samurai sword, you're approaching enemies you have to be very precise heavier armor yeah which i guess like you can i don't know if maybe you can still do that as a ninja but like i I, yeah i don't know but he wasn't dressed that way as a ninja he was definitely more lightweight so you do talk later about how the armor can either can basically coincide with your play style choice so i assume there's something i don't know who knows i think it's more about like are you a fair fighter are you a dirty fighter Sure. More than it is about like what you're wearing or whatever. It's yeah. cool the way he was like with samurais. There's this noble approach, and you size each other up and kind of decide are you gonna battle or not. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. you don't go in and like throw dirt in their face and then stab them. Like you're right. you're you're squaring up and it's face to face, even fight. It's almost like new Assassin's Creed playstyle versus old Assassin's Creed playstyle. Mm. So that's my my thing. Like, I know yeah. you didn't ask me what I thought about how it looked. I think it looks amazing. But um, I was just my... giving the Sony Pony his chance to shine, and I was going to get over to you, Xbox. You Listen, may go now. <laughs> here's my issue. Like, not an issue. Here's my uh, right? question mark uh, Like with the game, with what I saw. So gameplay-wise, especially when they were showing the samurai, it was a lot of one-strike kills. I don't have a problem with that. That seems realistic. It was some one-strike kills. There was a lot of them, but like, what was the combat? Like, what were you doing? Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, they were like, he would size them up and then it would just be one quick reaction and that person was dead. Like, it didn't seem like, it almost looked like quick time events without it being quick time events. I think it's, it's, well, he mentions precision in the trailer. So I think it's at some point, and obviously in the beginning of the game, the tutorial moment where it's going to be like, all right, so there's going to be this sort of window where you have to press whatever the attack button is. And it's going to be a lot of like precision countering sort of the one slice kill, maybe two slice, you know? Yeah. So that's what I'm curious about. I want to know that was the only thing in the entire thing where I was like, okay, the only thing that can make me hate this game is if I hate the combat. Well, I think with Samurai, it has to do a lot with the enemy type you're facing will determine how quickly you can dispatch them and if you're in the right, right stance. Because they did right talk stance, about the yep. stance switching. Yep, and yep. the one, I don't know if you noticed, the one guy you fought, you sliced him a bunch and he was still alive. Yeah. And I think you had to switch stances and then it was like boom, boom, dead. Because I'm sure there's like uh, the stances with heavier strikes as opposed to more swift yeah. strikes. Yeah. You know, it might be based off like the thickness of their armor or something. Almost like, like Neo, right? Because mm-hmm. I was thinking is, Neo, yeah. Yeah. 
So. Yeah, but Neo is really heavy on arcade, like striking attack. Right. You right, just, right. I, I literally hit enemies like 80 times. Now, granted, they can explain that off if they want to, not that they're going for realism, because it, you're fighting mainly, mainly, not always, like monsters and demons and things like that. But, yeah. like, but clearly this game is not going to play anything like that. Yeah. And I, I think know. that's why I was yeah. like, okay, what am I getting? Yeah, what does the combat feel like? Yeah, yeah I just meant I'm more a like little concerned because I am not a big fan on like reaction gaming where it's just yeah. one hit fail. Like, oh, you didn't react fast enough, you're dead. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get frustrated and be like, all right, I don't want to play this. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it could be, a, it could be a forgiving enough window. Well, and exactly. Right. That's why I said question mark. I'm yeah, not yeah. saying this game is doomed. In fact, I made a post saying game of the year. I mean, there's, <laughs> good, there's a good chance this is my game of the year because it's good, really good. Chance, look, yeah. I'm not the biggest sucker punch fan. I've said it on many of our shows whenever we've talked about this game. I've said I don't hate sucker punch. I just think they're overall a little overrated. I think they did one thing good one time, and then they've since then made nothing but averageness. This game, I think, looks like what. What was the name of the company, uh, the developer who made Horizon Zero Dawn? It looks like oh, Gorilla. That, that jump, like Gorilla. Oh yeah, yeah. I they like Killzone kill. games, yeah. but I'm not yeah. gonna sit here and tell you Killzone games are nines and tens. Same with Infamous, right? You like them, but they're not perfect. Yeah, Infamous is good. They're not nines and tens to me, but like the this looks like that jump. Like yeah. hey, this is amazing. Like I'm watching the freaking thing in 1440p right now it's amazing yeah it looks so good <laughs> yeah what i liked with two is so the samurai mode looks much more purposeful you're it's all about having that right guard up and the right stance and you're kind of moving through and taking him out and with the ghost mode he went running through leapt off his horse rolled behind this rock and jumped over and took a dude like it was all just yeah. quick Dirty. and quick and, yeah basically exactly what you want as a ninja so it's yeah, basically yeah, yeah. you get to be a samurai or a ninja we don't know yet necessarily if you can switch on the fly. Is it as easy as just flipping a button and changing yeah. your armor? Or do you really have to pick one path or the other? I'm I'm excited to see which way they go. Either one, I think, can be totally worthwhile because then you get replay value, right? I'm going to go back through as a samurai this time or whatever. Um, but the, the, the ninja stuff intrigued me more than the samurai stuff. The samurai stuff looks like it's interesting and probably pretty challenging. Ninja stuff in a totally different way is much more in my alley of sneaking around and trying to take out one or two guys and when the next guy notices you maybe hit him with that smoke bomb or the dirt in the face and do a strong attack on him or what that was really cool i really liked the way they demonstrated yeah. the two approaches i got a yeah, question yeah. for you guys and i know like again this game looks amazing but i really think this game should have been a a, a launch title for ps5 I mean, like, could you imagine? Like, I understand Sony's already winning. Like, I really think they're going to win PS5 again. Like, PS5 versus Series X. I think they're going to win. Um, not Depends just in the, the beginning. I think overall they're going to win. Even Depends down the games. But that's my point. Like, Yeah, why didn't me, this come out with a new system? Me, this, and maybe that's their plan. Like, hey, launch it on the PS4, and then in a few months, launch it on upscale version on the PS5. But here's your, your issue with that. You could have gotten away with that last gen with Series X saying, hey, everything's basically free. I mean, they leave it up to the developers, but obviously they're encouraging a lot of developers to do it. I, I think it would be a mistake if, if Sony came out and said, hey, 
you can rebuy this game for forty dollars, twenty dollars, blah blah blah. I we'll think Microsoft is definitely forcing their hand. If they don't do that, like people it's are gonna be going a bad to look. be furious. Like, and here's the look. thing: yeah. I think visually wise, looking at it from here, and again, I I get that it's probably going to be downgraded just a little bit. I would imagine. Um, I think this game isn't going to look that much better on PS5. What I'm really talking about is frames per second. Sure, sure. Like right now, this is probably a 30 frames per second game. Could you imagine playing this, looking like this, maybe even looking a little bit better on PS5, but playing mm. at 60 frames per second? Well, that, and that's a game changer with this performance style is a big one. But I also think if I can go back and steal your, from a business perspective, sentence. Um, from a business perspective, this would be their killer app to launch their new system with. That's why I really said it. Like I'm yeah. saying, personally, I want it for like how it plays and how it would look. But from a business standpoint, like to me, like you're already going into this um, new generation as like the clear leaders, top dog, top mm-hmm. dog clear leaders. But this is your, this is your, to me, your Zelda Breath of the Wild. Same thing with Last of Us 2. At least one of these games. I think you should choose this one. Well, and the main reason yeah. why is because it's a new IP. But, like, I, I don't understand the thought process there. But you know. So here's, here's pie in the sky, right? So, like, take what Derek says about PC games, the 1440p or whatever. So, like, they're going to do, like, maximum full power, like... If you have Last of Us 2 and or Ghost of Tsushima, you have a PS5 right at launch immediately, free upgrade. You can play this maximum power, like the best it can look. And I the love best that, frames, right? And, that, would be, that would be amazing. Horizon Zero 2 at launch. Like, that's getting, three games right there. Like that, That's just all over your face. Boom. All over your face. Now, okay. if that's the plan... If then that's whoa. the plan, or yeah. even, even if it's not Horizon Zero Dawn 2, but if there is like... God of new, War 2. New IP, sure. yeah. maybe it's a new IP that yeah. will blow us all away. Then I, I, I totally yes, agree absolutely. with Daniel Freitas. This is the right move. You're getting these two games out, making as much money as you can before the PS5 comes out. Then yeah. you're saying, hey, we'll upgrade it. Plus, you got this other reason to buy the PS5 because look at this bad boy. Right, right. I think that's huge. But if they don't, like, let's say they don't have, like, they only have, let's say, like a, a kill zone type app, which was not that great at launch if they don't have like a killer app i'm not saying they won't sell of course they'll sell i'm just saying personally from a business standpoint i think a killer app like something like this could blow series x out of the water yeah, it might they, have been the eighth in the hole right if they had done yeah, that i one. mean don't get me wrong halo yeah. infinite is gonna be big for xbox but i gotta be honest with you i don't think halo carries the same out- weight Exactly. Outside of Xbox fanboys, I think that weight is gone. There is no Sony pony that I've seen going, the only thing I wish I could play on Xbox is Halo. I don't ever see anybody say that. I hear him say Gears. I always hear him say, I, I'm interested in the Gears franchise. Gears I never yeah. hear them say Yeah, Halo. Gears has always been more interesting. I mean, I, I legitimately, and maybe it's just because I really haven't actually dove into the Halo series, but like I legitimately don't understand why Halo is as popular as it is. Uh, I would we say, should do a whole episode on that because that, we could <laughs> dig into that. I mean, so, I could download it on PC and then figure it and, and Sure, see. I'll tell you, short answer, I think it's a lot 
to do with nostalgia because even though I loved Halo 4 and 5, I think compared to like modern day shooters, there's sure. nothing exceptional in my opinion. Yeah. They're, yeah, not. they're very they're all they're all very high quality. None of them yeah. are but, yeah, but it's nothing where you're like blown away like you got to play halo 5 correct yeah so the, the trailer continued after showing you how you can fight as a ninja as well and, and they dove into um photo mode yeah which which was actually pretty cool like i got so i like taking screenshots and sharing them and but i don't once i take them and share them once i'm kind of done with them some people i guess keep them and like here's my memories of what i played and when and whatever that's fine that's cool and some people are amazingly skilled at getting yeah. a really great photo mode shot Total props to them. So this looks like a great tool for those people who really like to spend their time because not only can you freeze everything and go to photo mode, but there's motion all around you. The grass is moving, there's particles in the air, and you can change what particles they are. You can change yep. time of day, direction of the wind, what, you know, if it's snowing or raining. You can change all kinds of stuff and then take your shot. Um, and you can also record it as a little video. I mean, they really made a, a full set of, of tools here for folks who love their photo mode. So I think hey, that's we- pretty cool. They went even one step further, Tim. They, you can oh, actually, gosh. from the beginning of the game, put on a filter that basically makes the whole thing like a, a black and white old school like samurai movie. Yeah. Like yeah. aesthetic with like I, the wind. Personally, and the, that did nothing for me. Yeah, but I mean, you you're obviously not like options are you cool. know into like old samurai movies, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, there are some folks who maybe. I'm into legit samurai movies that star. <laughs> My boy, John Wick. Okay. What? What? How hey, is that a samurai movie? You don't know, not him, like the the actor, Keanu Reeves. I thought you were talking about the Tom Cruise last samurai movie, which, by the way, I rewatched recently. It doesn't hold up super well. I never watched it. No, but uh, what's his face? Uh, Keanu Reeves made a really good uh, samurai movie that nobody liked. I uh, liked it. Sure. It was good. Obviously, we both liked it too because we can't think of what movie you're talking about. <laughs> I'll have to look it up. I gotta get the name. I gotta get the name. Um, yeah, no, I thought that samurai filter thing was cool, and the idea that they're like, hey, right from the start, if you want to experience this, like some of your favorite old samurai movies, go for it. And then they showed a really cool scene by the ocean where you got two guys facing off, getting ready to 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 do battle. And I re- I really liked too the little th- little thumb flick of getting yep. the sword to pop out of the sheath. That was just, those little touches yeah. were really cool. Exactly. Um, so overall, I think I, of course, was already excited for this game. The original trailer and then the follow-up trailers both had me right then. They had me at hello. I was good to go. It's all I needed to see. I was going to get Ghost of Tsushima. I want to play it. Now that I've seen this, I am super mad that there's two more months until this game comes out because it looks so ready to go and I am ready to play it. I want to play it right now. So it looks amazing. They, They sold me, even if I hadn't been sold before, this would have done it. I... I am very pumped. And back to Derek's point earlier. 47 Ronin, bro. 47 uh, Ronin? Okay. That, sounds fam- that actually sounds familiar. It was supernatural stuff in there, right? Like creatures and things? Or... Yeah, he's a white yeah. boy samurai. He's a white boy. <laughs> but back to Derek's point, I feel like um, – and I'm not necessarily saying that every company who sees someone else do something cool should now copy that. Like, for example, I thought when – uh, Ubisoft had Boss Logic reveal the artwork for Valhalla over the course of several hours. I thought that was a really cool way, kind of a slow burn to reveal their game and sh- kind of also show someone's really cool skills with artwork and with Photoshop. That was that was really interesting. I don't think everyone should reveal games that way. I don't think anybody should ever do it again. Because it was it a was cool, cool thing. 
yeah, it was a cool thing. So, and same okay. thing here. I don't think every game needs an 18 minute or however long uh, reveal like this to dig in. That being said, it's not bad to have something like this because I currently don't have any hype levels for what's coming to any Xbox console right uh, soon, unless it's a third party game. And I am currently super hyped after the Last of Us 2 trailer that came out a couple weeks ago and now Ghost of Tsushima. Sony's going to get my money this summer. It's just going to happen. So, um, yeah, all that to say. I already got my money. I've already pre-ordered everything. <laughs> yeah, it's – oh, it's happening. Get so, that paper. Yeah, it's happening. Well, that was pretty exciting, though. I, I was glad that they did that. That was a nice surprise for this past week. Um, it's almost like Sony was like, hey, did you remember that crappy 2020 that Xbox did? <laughs> Let's go ahead and put out our gameplay thing we've been talking about. Yeah. Here, here's some real gameplay, fellas. Yeah. Some real gameplay. Yeah, that was really cool. All right, well, I think that does it for us this week. Uh, I want to wrap up this week with one quick question for Dan instead of Derek. Dan, what are your words of wisdom for the listeners this week as we head into another week of quarantine? Words of wisdom for us. Um, you know, yeah, we, you are in dark, we are in dark times, and mm-hmm. we also, not just because of health things, but also video games, uh, patience. Just have patience. No, you know, Dan, I'm not going to have patience. In fact, I don't listen, have any patience for your stupid words of wisdom. Listen, I'm a Final Fantasy fan. Do you know how long I waited for Final Fantasy versus 13 slash 15? I waited almost 11 years for that freaking thing, all right? Patience is very important in a because, lot of things. Because in the end, it paid off. Am I right? Yeah. Final Fantasy 15, baby. So I do love that your two your conversations the conversations between you two always go the same way. Dan <laughs> makes a statement. Derek before Dan can finish is like that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But Dan Dan isn't listening. He just continues on with here's an example of why I'm right. And then Derek He's like just starts that old laughing. idiot woman on the rocker just keeps on talking yep. while I'm like please shut the freak up. Like, <laughs> shut up. Thank you for having patience, Derek, for listening to me. So. No, I definitely don't. All right, that does it for episode 11. Thank you guys for listening. Peace. Here we go. Well, I do seem to attract the scum of the earth. Yeah, that sounds about right. Watch out. Boy, you are not ready. Pikachu. Do what you were born to do. You are a hero. Finishing this fight. Uh, yeah, Zoom, you just have to get the paid version to go over 40 minutes. And sure. Lord, knows, Lord knows we always go over 40 minutes. That's what she said. <laughs> that was a softball. That's what she wishes she could say. <laughs> that, that was a softball. That was a little delay. I was surprised.